And maybe you can tell us or to the listener briefly, what is this, what you called a narrative approach to monitoring? I think a narrative approach in general means that you look at what people tell themselves and, and tell others, but mainly themselves about how things are. And by telling us those narratives, we kind of also determine how we think and how we feel and how we act in this world. Welcome to the podcast from Zero to Hundred, a podcast about assumptions and also about narratives and how narratives contain the part of assumptions and how they are connected. Many times these assumptions, they help us to make decisions or to feel part of a group. They could bring us from zero to hundred or sometimes also we just get stuck on the way. So just a simple example of, of assumptions is Maybe you've worked once with a person and then the person left the company or the organization you were working for and then comes back after some years and you, you just integrate the person and think, okay, that he or she knows how all the processes have been ongoing and nobody asks a question. But at a certain moment, um, it's clear that during these five years, the person hasn't been in the organization or company, things have changed and the person's not aware about things others are very clear about. So about this is this podcast and different series of this podcast, taking a look on different moments and actions in our daily life where narratives and assumptions are happening and creating also our or contributing to our way of life. And today we are also talking again to Kisa Bent and Kerstin Golembievsky, who already had been part uh, of the first episode of this podcast series from Zero to 100 more than a year ago. And I'm very glad for that you're here again. Hey, Kisa and Kerstin. Hello. Good to be here again. Hi, Lisa. As mentioned, the first episode of this podcast, we were talking about workshop series you two are leading through and which are already more than one and a half year happening. And this workshop series is called Rethinking Monitoring. I would like to ask you if you could share briefly with the listeners what are or what is this workshop series about? So that also the listeners who might not have heard the first episode can know more about what is the workshop about. Thank you, Lisa. And I'm happy to try to put it in a nutshell. What we offer with this, now I, I'm referring to the rethinking workshop. Uh, in the meantime, we also developed a second part, which we called redoing, but we started with rethinking what we are trying to offer with this workshop is to accompany and support people who wish to rethink the way they do monitoring, which also includes for us the way they think about, they feel about monitoring and also which also includes the relationship kind of that they have by initial belief and wish to bring monitoring to its full potential. I think this was our starting point because we felt like we are not there yet. 
Monitoring is often associated and combined with controlling perspective or the impression that it is about measuring in regards to we need to prove that whatever we are doing is happening. And we very much believe that monitoring can can be more related, more based on a joint and collective learning and meaning-making process. And that's what we wanted to support. We, we, we've been hoping to support people, perhaps looking also through those lenses at monitoring. And we, we, we decided to not suggest um, for participants how they could look anew or how they could rethink, but we very openly offer with this workshop that they start rethinking about it. And we base this workshop on a narrative approach, on a process that allows participants to understand their own narrative, the narrative that they hold, the story they tell themselves about monitoring, in order to then also find the bits and pieces, so to say, they would like to strengthen, they would like to be more dominant in this narrative so that they can start to rewrite, to retell, to reformulate this narrative to be for the future that they wish to see. So this also means that that one of our, another starting point or another fundament of this workshop is our belief that we as humans are narrative beings and that we very much function through stories and they sum up to the narratives we hold. So what we tell us about ourselves and about the world and about monitoring. And we, and we believe in the power of, of those narratives so that they are strongly holding the way we see the world and uh, thereby also determine how we interact with this world. And that's why our understanding is we, we need to change this narrative. If we want to change how we do monitoring, we need to change the narrative we hold about it or the dominant parts of the narrative that we hold about it. So this is kind of the second pillar, you could say. Uh, on the one hand side, we said monitoring can be much more. It's still not in its potential. And we think that if we want to go towards, move towards this potential, we we have to look at the, at the narrative uh, that people hold. Or I, if I as participant um, say, okay, I, I want to change or perhaps as a first step, just be inspired in regards to finding new ideas and impulses and um, inspirations about monitoring. So I think something's very important that you're mentioning about uh, narratives and stories and how, how they guide us and that they are part of our life. And this is also a very dominant uh, part of the podcast, uh, of the different series that has happened. And as mentioned, you have already applied this workshop series now one and a half year. And I would like to ask you, so on that way, you also by yourself maybe have change the narrative or if you say no the narrative is still 
the same. It is still also that you think that through going through this or accompanying people in this process so that they learn how to change their own narrative also then the narrative of others concretely about monitoring or is there something where you say okay no you're also in this one and a half year in applying the workshops something has changed for you or for the process I'm, I'm happy to start and then I will ask Giza because our focus might have been on, on different bits and pieces I think especially for rethinking, um, I, 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 I would say that the, the approach and the fundament, so to say, so our belief to work on the narrative in order to allow people to find perhaps a different way to monitor or to, to develop a different relationship to monitoring. Perhaps this is how I would phrase it. I think this is still there. This has been there from the beginning, and I think this is still there. So I'd say the concept of the process, so to say, I, I would say that's that did not change. But for sure, we did learn through the experiences that we had, so through the workshops um, that we conducted. And, and I would say, again, to also stay in this language, I, I believe that this experience, those experiences also did enrich our narrative. So our story became richer. The story we held at the beginning about what we believed this process could be, I think this became thicker, so to say, through the experiences and the interactions with participants. And I think this is, for me, this is what, what mainly happened. Giza, what do you think? Similar, even though maybe I put it in different words, but in, in our reflection, in our recent reflection, we went back to the essence of what we want to convey with those workshops. And we reconfirmed that essence, reflecting on the experiences of on conducting those workshops a few times now. And yeah, I think to me, it was really reconfirming the essence of we want to work with the narratives that people have about their monitoring and their monitoring practice and how they can change that. And I think before, or the, there was always, and there will still be in those workshops, I think sometimes the impulse hanging in the air of providing concrete ideas on steps on exact implementation of that, exact formats, steps ahead and so on. And I think to some extent we always felt called upon to offer something very concrete there and I feel like now we have taken the step to really refocus it on the essence namely working with a narrative and ending at the point where people do identify first steps for themselves to um, act on that new narrative but not galloping so far ahead and I think this also has to do with, yeah, the, the interaction of our workshop with the real world, eh? where people in their monitoring practice feel like it's a lot about organizing, it's about filling in certain formats. Those are the prompts that they also get from donors, for example. This is how a lot of our work is organized. And I think our reflection confirmed that what the initial intention was, that we offer a workshop on a different level, taking a different perspective which is why we conceptualized it in the first place, because we felt that this part of the story was lacking. 
And also during the time, like you said, okay, there was this um, retreat that you had, you reflected, you had the inputs uh, from the participants in the different workshops, but there were also in your main employment certain changes, especially for you, Giza, and then you had also parts sometimes where you might have included or also have seen monitoring on a different way or how people perceive monitoring and also when we prepared uh, this podcast or this episode you you also mentioned um, that there is a huge need also from the people to be open so it may be also for the listeners or for people who might be interested in participate in the workshop series is there something where you say okay it's also a certain basic need or certain kind of capacities that people should bring in when they participate in these workshops? I think it's mostly an openness to a change in perspective. And I'm going to start and maybe Kerstin, you can add, I feel like one of the big changes that people experience, at least from the feedback we get from the first workshop days usually, is that we we take a very different pace and a different perspective. And how people react to that experience is is very diverse, but it's definitely a difference. And it's a difference that we feel we want to hold as well. And one of the main impulses we set support people to discover their narrative and to find out that they can change it. So on a certain way, it's um, it's an accompanying process, maybe also for, for our listeners. And it's it's an online workshop series, right? So um, that's also about, I think, what is important there to take into consideration trust and to get to know each other. And they also to start together building a group. And you also mentioned especially the aspect about the change perspectives and to create through this also new narratives. And maybe this can also contribute to to a bigger change. And would you say is, or maybe you also have heard it from the participants, what they have given you back as a feedback, how they might have changed or what, yeah, what has changed in them through participating in the workshop? What is still on my mind, perhaps that's why I'm sharing it first, if that is okay, <laughs> is that Giza... Uh, mentioned the pace you know I mean the question before this one um, has been related to what do participants need to bring or what is perhaps important as to their attitude and we spoke about pace or Giza talked about pace and what I loved so much when we, I remember that when we did the workshop, because it's also about kind of stopping us, right? Because often there's there's such a strong reflex also to close or to go into moments of silence or to rather continue versus allowing something you heard to just be in the space for a moment, which is which is very very much related or is an important aspect in storytelling or or the work with stories and I think for some people perhaps even many people it is unusual to just stay with the silence or to not uh, comment something that they heard so it's also something that we learned throughout the past years and and where we also consciously worked on taking 
speed out to, to have a rhythm that is is going with the wish to give stories the space and to really hear and re-see each other. And, and I remember that in the second workshop, there was a moment where I felt like, wow, now Geza is really into it because she, she, it had changed so much that, that she really took out, so to say, or, or, or rather connected to this rhythm and to this allowing, uh, it's, uh, it's hard to describe, but allowing the seeing and listening to take over versus to be in a, in a mode of commenting on or ends finding answers and knowing how to do it or knowing what to what is the right way so to say it was special and and i liked so to say to also realize in that workshop how much we are also on our way and um and in a process but to come back to your question lisa what might be an example of a person who changed I think, well, maybe I think this is also an interesting because it also shows that the process also for you, for yourself is still mm. an ongoing process now mm. and that we are always um, have to be conscious or maybe we are not enough conscious about what what is going on or how we act um, because we are in these systems, we are part of the systems that create narratives and we belong to them and then to change them, it's... It takes time. Now, as you mentioned, yeah. it's a process um, and you also have to, to let it flow in a certain way. I think a lot of aspects which are in these days are not, not usual, especially for people maybe from, I would say, from Germany. Also not to generalize it. I think it's also depending on, on, on each character of a person. Yeah. But that is something, and I think it's it's interesting. And also, when when we prepared, you mentioned something about okay, not not the assumption or not the narrative about the workshop has changed, but also in you this kind of to releasing a responsibility mm. for changing the system. Mm. Maybe you can also tell us a little bit about that. Yes, I think this relates to the point I already referred to earlier regarding trying to feed our workshop into the so-called real world and the, the challenges that people are confronted with on a daily basis when trying to fit monitoring in and around the processes and formats and practices that are established within their organizations or teams. And to some extent, of course, there has to be a match. But again, I think the change for us has been that not trying to fit it in, but rather really offering a space where people can make sense in a different way and see what do they maybe want to change about their processes. Some of the feedback that we got for the workshop was, besides taking out the pace, offering a space and time for meaning making and to think differently about how they make meaning of their work, of, of their approaches, and this is what they have taken forward as impulses for for practice and not so much fitting that into into existing formats i would like to ask you one last question you partly also answered it and it might be there might not be the answer on it because as you said okay it's not true that there is not this way of fitting in because it's depending on each individual it's depending on each organization 
um, there are also certain structures, especially we are we are coming from the project management way, and um, they're in a concrete field of work, um, and there are certain conditions given and. In, in, and especially in these conditions, many times it is difficult to take time or uh, to reflect. Uh, however, is there something um, what you could be maybe share also for people who are uh, not directly involved in, in monitoring or also in, in project management? But as mentioned, I think it's it's also an, an individual reflection process that helps us to to change narratives and through this to change systems and structures. Um, is there something concrete which you could, maybe a small tool which you can share with the listeners, which they could apply? I think somehow it comes back to taking time for perhaps, I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure if I would call it a tool, but, but what one a person, so to say, who's interested in looking at a part of his or her life and a first needed step might be to understand that there is this narrative because often what we tell ourselves about the world is also very implicit. So if there's, I don't know, an area, so to say, so somebody wishes to look at how am I uh, interacting with friends or um, be it other relationships, be it uh, the sphere of work. I, I think I would definitely encourage the person to take a moment, there we come back to the time, and to really try to find this narrative. We often start by inviting people to look for, let's say, three relevant moments. So like it's like micro-narratives, like an episode, an encounter, an experience, a conversation, something that was really significant for you in this sphere of your life, um, let's say within the past year. So to really sit down and to find, uh, let's say, three relevant moments that come to your mind directly that are still so present because they are so so much standing so to say they are so um telling for this area of your life for the way this area of your life is at the moment find find those significant moments and this can be a starting point for understanding because those are mini stories, so though this can be a starting point for you understanding what you what you tell yourself, what those moments that you have experienced. It's always based on on our um, real life experiences, what they have led you to tell yourself about. Let's say how successful you are at work, for example, or how courageous you are or how lovable you are so it doesn't matter so find those it's perhaps like again those fragments perhaps of life you base your own narrative upon and it's it's often if it i think i believe it's often that if you really ask yourself and take a moment to do that and you go with what comes also first and you also go with all your senses. So really go back to that moment that comes up, for example, and really connect again to 
how was the light for example who was there what time of the day was it which colors have been there what did you smell perhaps what did you hear but then also mainly what did you feel in that moment so collect those micro narratives those those small moments that somehow have an importance for that area of life you'd like to look at thank you kerstin is there something Gesa, what you also would like to add yeah what kerstin just shared in in terms of maybe an, an exercise or an approach can take The essence is that it encourages you to widen up, to experience with more than the senses that we are often trained to focus on when we do our work and increasingly also when we live our lives. I feel like we often are more and more encouraged to focus more narrowly in terms of how we experience, what senses we use to experience. So using those exercises or approaches as impulses to really open up and broaden out that will make you experience the world differently both in terms of monitoring and in terms of life listening to you also remembered me just about a conversation i had maybe i'm not sure if it's going in the same direction but which i had with a friend um, and where she told me she's always like asking questions keep asking questions about and i think that might also be part no because many times we just say okay that's That's the status quo and we just leave it as it is and we don't ask how it's also, um, I'm also looking at my family tree, looking back and that's also interesting to take time and to see, okay, where are we coming from and where might there be stories that we don't know what might our grandmothers have told our mothers um, or mm -hmm. and um, so, yeah, thank you. Thank you for this. And I think that's an exercise that everybody can do it's mainly depending on taking the time for it and maybe giving the space. May I add two thoughts very briefly? I know I'm not always good at <laughs> being brief, but when you said, um, and also now it's about taking the time. And again, this is already part of your narrative, you know, that you say, I don't have the time. That That is part of your narrative. And the second thing is, I, I believe there is always an alternative also in your narrative it might be very hidden you know but there's always there are always moments that are different where something different is also trying to emerge that's a great invitation to our listeners um, and maybe you would like to invite our listeners to what is coming up maybe sharing some dates for the next workshop series uh, or something else about the process Yes, so we have the Rethinking Monitoring Workshop coming up in next time online. And as Kerstin has mentioned, we have also conceptualized a second workshop in the series, which is about redoing monitoring. So getting into some approaches, exercises that people can use to apply the new narrative. And this is something that we are offering in-house on demand. And we will also share the links to the website where we are sharing more information on that. Thank you, Gita, for that information. And thank you so much for the inputs and the conversation we had. And a very warm welcome to all the listeners to listen also to some other episodes, to especially the first one, which is also with Gita and Kerstin, but also to a lot of others, which are also available in Spanish. 